indeed. And may the icons make sure Santa brings you something nice from his sack. I knew I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> no. everybody and welcome to episode 172 the 2021 christmas episode of effect podcast stick to your principles i'm dave and i'm matthew we've got uh, new patrons to say thank you to Ooh. we've got a world of gaming and there's kind of big news in the world of gaming um not so big news from Free League, and that's about it. Then, Dave, we've got some feedback, and we've got we feedback do. on our last episode, which, you know, for the first time ever, I could have said last week's episode and not been wrong, but, um, <laughs> but there we yeah. go. But this time you didn't. There's an opportunity. But we said our last episode, which is the white way to refer to it, where we talked about community content, and um, listener and patron Marcus Bone has come back with shall we say, an alternative point of view that we will air in a short while. Yeah, indeed. Then, then Dave, it's competition time. It is. It's a, it's a really easy competition this year. Yes, and I know it's easy because I've seen you all do it already. And so <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about some of those examples and um, we'll tell you what the nature of the competition is. But I guess, should we say what the prize is now? Yeah. Shall we keep that in suspense? No, we should, we should say that now. So we've got... Uh, now, we were discussing whether we're going to double up on the prize. Yeah. So I think we, we have got two copies of the Twilight 2000 4th Edition box set for, um, for the winners of our competition. The competition will be uh, a raffle, but we'll tell you how you can enter that raffle um, a bit later on. Yes. Um, and I... I I think we should possibly reserve judgment on the two. If we don't get enough entries, we'll only give one away. But if we get yeah. loads of entries... If we only get one entry, then, <laughs> they yeah. get two copies. We're not, mm. we're not giving one winner two copies of Twilight <laughs> 2000. No. That's not going to happen. No. Um, but we'll see how it goes. And if we don't get rid of the second copy uh, today... And I've got to say, when I say get rid of, it sounds like we're getting rid of our own personal copies. No, but, no, no. But no, we're, we're keeping Twilight 2000. We think it's a great game. Uh, but we've got extra copies to give away. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so if we really give one away on this one, we'll run uh, a, a, a spring competition for the other, for the other copy. For the if other we get one. flooded yes. by, by, uh, by people wanting a raffle ticket, then, um, then yeah, let's give away two. And and I want to get flooded. I definitely want to get uh -huh. flooded. That sounds a bit rude now I've said that. <laughs> yeah. Sounds a bit whap to me. Uh, moving on. Getting, moving getting, on. Then we get... Getting, getting back to the point about not wanting to delve into the darker recesses of what you call your mind. <laughs> Stick yes. to your principles, Dave. Stick to your principles. <laughs> I am. I am. I think warning people about your mind is one of my principles. So uh, I have got, and this is, this is a novelty, uh, not a novelty, it's a thing we used to do quite regularly back in the days when we were just the Coriolis effect, <clears throat> but we haven't done it so much now. And we have got a talent of the episode, and yeah. not just a talent of the episode, but a Coriolis talent of the episode. Woo! So 
the good times are here again um <laughs> and and uh i i will pitch that talent and then of course we will talk about it as usual and then we will tell you about what we're doing next episode and say goodbye indeed cool and that is the running order that all sounds good well Brilliant. let's let's dive straight into uh yeah who, who um new patrons who do we have on board that was so smooth, Dave. So no, smooth. Well done. You, you can cut out the bit in the middle, though. So that's all right. <laughs> so uh, our latest patron and very welcome uh, member of our uh, Discord, the friendliest place on the internet, uh-huh. is Philip Cummings. So welcome, Philip, and thank you very much. We've already had quite a bit of communication. He really appreciates our banter. Mm. He loves our alien content. He had a bit of trouble. And in fact, this is worth pointing out to any other patrons who may be struggling with the patron app is I often welcome everybody by saying check through for postmarked swag and uh, you'll find all the all the free downloads that we offer to all our patrons. Um, on the app, he couldn't find all those downloads, okay. but I directed him to do it on the website and bam, they all appeared and he loves all the alien stuff we've got cool. there. So, um, oh, and the calendar as well. He's very complimentary yeah, yeah, about yeah, that. Nice, nice. So, uh, well, so welcome, welcome Philip. Philip. Thank you so much. Great to have you on board. Um. And that's it. That's all we've got for new patrons this week. But still, it's only a week since last time we told about new patrons. (laughs) So that's great. That is great. Uh, Cool. Well, the gaming then. There's a couple of things in there that um, I think you're probably more interested in. Certainly one of them than I am. But um, you crack on. Well, you see, now that I'm a gaming professional, Dave, and Ah. actually work in a game store, and work in a game store that... So you mean uh, you're, you're... By gaming professional, you mean you're a gaming shopkeeper? Well, shop assistant. <laughs> yes, let's not get ahead of ourselves. My boss are, is the shopkeeper. <laughs> we are both gaming professionals because people have paid us for our... Oh, you just write games, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> is that, I is sell that, them. Is that on the bottom of that? Well, I sell them too. I sell them at Dragon League. I bring the game to the customer. So, so do I. So I think... Uh, <laughs> yeah, you do. Okay. Anyway, anyway. Go on. Yeah, so uh, Asmodee is, um, well, funny enough, a little little story here. The shop where I work is the game shop in Aldershot. Once upon a time, it was called Esdevium Games, and they were not only a game shop, but they were also a distributor of games and mail order company back in the day. I remember Free advertising buying... again. More free advertising. Yeah. Free ad- well, do, you want to, do you want to put the phone number on as well and the, the address? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll hand out. I'll put the phone number in the show notes, shall I? Just, just to make that. But otherwise, you can find the game shop Aldershot on on Facebook. That's the best place to communicate with us. Anyway, by the by, <laughs> they used to be as Devium Games. Uh, then as Devium realised that they were kind of in competition with themselves because they were distributing to other game shops, but they were also being a game shop. So they split the game shop and the and the Asdevium distribution operation. And eventually Asdevium was bought by Asmodee. Asmodee are one of the biggest gaming companies in the world and they have just been sold. Mm. And they have been sold to a computer games company, THQ Nordic, for okay. 2.75 billion euros. Wow. Now, Asmodee are a French company, so, of course, it's all done in euros. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so that's going to be a big well, thing. And Yeah, indeed. I'm wondering... Um, uh, I'm wondering what games THQ Nordic does that we might now start seeing 
bored or role playing games yeah. of. But all I all I could find were Darksiders, Dead Island, and Destroy All Humans. None of which none of which I'm particularly familiar with. But I'm not a big gamer. No, I'm not. I've, I've heard of them, but I've not played any of them. So I don't. Know, I can't really comment on any of those. And of course, it might go the other way as well. So, um, Asmodee owns Fantasy Flight, uh, Atomic Mass Games, Zedman Studios, Catan Studios, and Days of Wonder. Some of those have already got computer games, but not necessarily all their IPs have been converted into computer games. So, that might happen too. Mm, interesting. Well, I'm, I'm all mm. for these kind of takeovers when that means there's going to be you know, a better focus and more money and time and effort put into producing good games. It's not always the case, is it, with these kind of things? But um, Yeah, and, and they could have been bought by some private equity company that was just exactly. going to you know, try and yeah. load them with debt. So I think it's positive news, even yes. though I'm not massively familiar with THQ. No, um, me neither. Uh, yeah. The fact that Nordic, THQ Nordic, does that suggest that they're something Scandinavian? It does seem to imply, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, unless they've just taken that as their name, but um, what, so what was it again? What's the company called again? THQ. Well, actually, I, I'm just looking at the details of this, and I'm remembering that THQ Nordic are probably the most famous brand. But actually, the company that has done the buying is their holding company, which is Embracer Group, okay. which frankly sounds bloody sinister now that I've said it, particularly ah. in that slightly um, uh, sinister tone of voice I just used. Um, and they so, own uh, THQ Nordic, uh, Saber Interactive, Deep Silver, and Cock Media. K O C H. Before anybody yep. makes any smutty jokes. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I wasn't even I wasn't even anywhere near making that joke. Which is, yeah, it's quite early on a Friday, so obviously I, sh- I should have been much more on the ball there. So it says mm, here. I just t- wonder t- whether whether then Embracer Group had anything to do with Uber Capitalist. The- Cock Brothers, but um, don't know. We shall wait. So, and THQ see. Nordic is an Austrian video game publisher based in Vienna, oh. formed ten years right. ago. Um, as it says here, yeah, subsidiary of Embracer Group. So, I don't know anything about the Embracer Group. Uh, on here, they're talking about video games of uh, Destroy All Humans, Biomutant, Titan Quest. There's quite a few more as well. Um, Dark Titan Titans, Quest is one I've heard of, and I think um, could work as a. Desperados, um, Darksiders, we've already mentioned. What else have we got on here? Darksiders 2. Uh, oh, importantly, the Sponge SpongeBob SquarePants Battle Bikini Bottoms game. So that's an important <laughs> one. Uh, and and they've, got, they've, got, just, they've got a lot. They've got a lot in there. In their, I've uh, delved into Embracer Group. They are based in Sweden. Yay! So we can talk so about the entire run of Asmodee games within our <laughs> remit of mostly Swedish games. Yes. Okay. Uh, cool. So nice. uh, so yeah, that's that's uh, so that's hopefully great. that um, bodes well then. Hopefully for um, yeah for the future of Asmodee. Yeah. Cool. Um, now, turning to the future of Free League, um, they yes. have joined up with the guys behind Pathfinder Nexus and World of Darkness Nexus, and that's a company called Demiplane, Indeed. and they are going to produce Free League Nexus. Yeah. Now, obviously, Dave, you're so into this. You tell me, what, what exactly <laughs> is Free League Nexus? Uh well, it's something to do, I think, with virtual tabletops, but that's about as much as I know. 
as you know, well, I am I, a, I'm a huge virtual tabletop fan. Not. Um, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't mind them when other people are running them, absolutely. But um, it's not something that I, I invest any time in myself if I'm running a game online. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I, I know very little about it. Um, some of our patrons have talked about it a bit, and I think they've said, oh, on the whole, positive things. I think about other next, other next of Um Yeah, um, but I, I don't know I, much I, about it. No, um, so I don't. I'm not sure that it's primarily a virtual tabletop. Um, so I think it is closer to one. One of the founders of um, uh, of of Demiplane is one of the guys behind D&D Beyond. Yep, yeah. Now, D&D Beyond is a kind of subscription service for, well, there's a free level, which kind of is a character generator. Yeah. But you can kind of subscribe and get D&D books accessed, accessed online. electronically yeah. online. Yeah. And, of course, you get all the content for their books to sort of get added into the character generator. So the more the more books or the higher subscription you buy the more options your character generator can deal with. Mm. Um, and that has been kind of the core of that business model. So you may well subscribe to that rather than choose to buy books. Yeah, it's kind I of think, the, the Spotify approach to role-playing content, isn't it? Yeah, so. exactly. I think it's more to do with that than it is to do with the VTT. Although Maybe, I think, yeah. according to their press release, there there will be chat and video available, which kind of does make it uh, the virtual tabletop like. possibly yeah. or at least a kind of um you know game uh, meet gamers site as well so that you can arrange games um yes like a matchmaking like, yeah uh, forum kind of thing yeah i think that's what um, that's what some of the people on the discord were saying was was one of the useful things about some of the other ones actually it, it does provide a good matchmaking opportunity if you don't have a group to to game with already you, w- you will have seen that I have suggested to Thomas and Burl at, uh, at the Free League that uh, as not just freelancers, but as the premier Free League podcasters, we ought to maybe get a free subscription to this so that we can check it out <laughs> in early access. And if we do, gentlemen and ladies of our audience, if we do, we'll tell you a lot more about it <laughs> yeah, in, more, exactly. in more detailed terms than we currently know. So do we know when it's going to go live? Uh, no, next year. I mean, 2022 is, is all it says. So yeah, sometime right. next year. Um, so one of the key things, though, is creating a and d character is quite a lot of homework. And having all those sources to hand, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, if you're making a lot of D&D characters, I think, to subscribe to this and be able to just, you know, use pull-down menus and stuff like that to get, mm. the, to get all the powers and, and talents and the like that you want. Is that really necessary with character creation that's as simple as most of the freely games? Well, I was just thinking, back in the day, and this is going back, 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 back in the day when I was a nipper. Um, do you remember Ian Pitcher? Friend of ours from I school. do remember Ian yeah. Pitcher. He's one of our school chums. Yeah, and it's, it's, uh, Tony's still in touch with him. They still keep in touch. He's living up north somewhere. But he did, he did a programme for the Lynx that we had at the time, personal computer. <laughs> um, really good little computer, actually. Um, that was a character generation program for Traveller. And it basically mm-hmm. meant you could go through the Traveller life path system really easily and quickly. And it basically just made it great fun because you could roll up yeah. a character in like 10 minutes, but 
have all that involved. And have um, all that history. Yeah, yeah, precisely. So I think for those games for Free League where you want to use the Life Path system, this is going to be great. This is going right. to work really well. Otherwise, yeah, you're absolutely right. If you're going on a more archetype or just point spend approach, you know, take Coriolis, for example, or even Alien. Well, um, there's, not, that, uh, there's not much Alien's there's not much the one I'm do, thinking about because in Alien, there, really? you choose one talent, you get one archetype, you spend a few points and you choose a talent. You don't even have to read more than one of three talents. Yeah. So Alien's the one that's the simplest and the one that yeah. I'm thinking... So obviously you're not going to need it for that. I guess what it'll do maybe is just populate it on a nice virtual character sheet for you for for, for gaming. Yeah. Um, but uh, otherwise, yeah, I mean, if there's a life path thing, then that could work really nicely in, in the same vein as the Traveller thing did back in the day that Ian, Ian produced. Okay, well, we shall have to wait and see. Um, and Thomas, if you're listening to this, obviously, you know, just just look at my email. Send it on to Nexus. Get us the free subscription, and we're 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 off. We'll be your shills. Well, we already Shh, are. I shouldn't say that out loud. We already are their shills, aren't we? So it's a bit, <laughs> a bit, a bit. That, that that ship has sailed. That, that. yes. Cool. Right, I'm going back to the uh, uh, running order to find out. Oh, the other news, of course. Well, it's not really news. It's old news now. Is the Verson Britain and Island is still. Uh, the Kickstarter is still open and just for a few more days now until the 22nd. So, um, so probably three, three or four days um, yeah. from the point that this gets published. So it's what, five days from, from here. We're, we're recording on Friday. Uh, so you'll see that final boost uh, there. I don't know how it's doing at the moment. Do you know I'm how just, it's doing at the moment? I'm just having a look. Okay, I'll cover for you and pretend that I've got lots of things to say while you look it up online. What you can um, mention, mention our little chat with um, the lovely guys from Darker Days Radio. Yeah, yeah, we were invited. We were invited onto another <laughs> podcast. Well, Dave, you, you were invited onto another uh, podcast. And uh, uh, like any sort of creepy wedding guest, you said, oh, can I bring my girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say girlfriend, that's for sure. <laughs> no, obviously not. First time, I, I did, I'm not I a did girl. suggest... <laughs> Seeing that, seeing that you've been involved with it as well, I thought, you know, it's kind of... It's uh, only yeah, fair. A bit churlish of me to just go and take that opportunity to myself. When actually, so I, can we had you, a... I can let you do all the talking. It's, which was particularly helpful because my... Long story, but I'll cut it short. My Basically, my mic screwed up at the start. So I was trying to say oh. stuff, but no, nobody could hear me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That bit we heard, that was that was, that was was great. And I think that there was a little bit... Of, edited out. Um, yeah. Um, we should we should listen to the podcast. It came out yesterday. I've already uh, uh, spread it around on the on the yes. socials. Yes, I saw. But we'll put a link to it in our show notes as well. Um, we're always happy to help out our friends at Darker Days Radio by uh, giving them a, a bite at our massive audience, and uh, vice versa. Now this is getting rude. Have you found Have you think Have you found the thing yet? I'm getting, I'm getting oh, dangerously yes. into Dublin Thunder territory. So uh, rescue <laughs> yeah. me. So five days to go. They have 6,252 backers as of this moment. Wow. And that's a total of £393,000. Excellent. And this is surely the year of Vason. It does seem to be, doesn't it? Vason it was does. So, Vason was so popular at uh, Dragon Meat. We, yep. we sold tons. We could have sold more. Um, we could have sold more. And the same at uh, Essen as well. We could have sold yeah. loads more there as well. So... Um, so this is the time to get on the Vason train if you are not already on the Vason train. 
Yeah, you've got so you've got till the twenty third, I think it is, isn't it? Twenty uh, second is the last twenty second. Yeah, twenty second of December. Yeah, cool. And then I think uh, Alpha PDFs drop as soon as the campaign is finished. So well, the intention is to get the Alpha PDFs Christmas. before Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that'd be really good. Looking forward to that. It'd be nice to see it in print, as it were. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, right. that's just, that's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, that's. I can't work out the percentage over their target, but it's quite a lot. Seeing their target was eight thousand, and they've got yes, nearly no, four hundred. It's done quite well. But I think the more important thing is the number of backers and comparing yes. that with the earlier Vason campaign because I think we have tripled the number of backers there. Yeah, it was a couple I of thousand exactly for the first yeah. one. But yeah. yeah, and and again, I mean, f- at Dragon Meet we had the um the the big banner up the Vason banner with uh, an investigator peering around a corner at a great big beast looking over a rock. Um, that caught the eye of everybody who came anywhere near us. Um, and mm. yeah, most people were kind of out to talk about Vaerson in the first instance. It really is, uh, it really is taken off. Yeah. Cool. Now, we should have discussed this a bit earlier, Dave, but we're moving on to Marcus Bone's feedback on yes. uh, our Community Content Masterclass. Well, and what but- I should have said before the programme, but I'm going to ask you now so all our listeners can hear... Uh, do you want to read his email or do you want me to? No, I can. I'm happy to read that. Cool. Because I thought it would be good that if you read it, because you didn't really have a voice in the masterclass, either in the seminar or on the recording. So, um, no, I, so wasn't, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't at the cinema, se- seminar. And then the evening of the recording, my internet was dead. So I was a bit screwed. But yes, yeah, so Marcus says, Hey team, just finished listening to your most recent episode, the one with the community content creators, Nick and Diana. And I had a few comments. I don't want this to sound argumentative, but I avidly disagree with the idea of not giving your material away for free. I've long believed in the idea that content created by fans should be free, and I encourage it as a gateway for growing the hobby and a setting and a system. The reason for that statement is putting things behind pay gates builds an exclusivity that I believe breaks down the very concept of gaming community and likely encourages piracy. That's why I'm a big fan of the pay-what-you-want model, when people offer what they think a product is worth. Now, I'm not a total communist, haha, um, and understand that creative endeavours deserve value, and someone is coughing up for the storage and technology to allow these electronic transactions. But surely, everything a creator makes under these community programmes is done on the back of somebody else's IP and ideas. I realise that everyone has a different opinion on the subject, but as someone who has given away plenty of gaming material, and some of it pretty high design quality. I thought I'd raise my point of view. I do hope that comes across in the spirit it was written uh, as an aging, opinionated, but friendly gamer. Thanks for all your hard work. Yada yada, some nice stuff that he said about us, which is really cool. Um, there is a PS. Say I'd the like nice say. stuff about us. Oh, okay. We're going to do a thing on competitions. <laughs> okay. Go on, say the nice stuff. Yeah. Thanks for all your hard work and your efforts are appreciated. That comes from a bloke who just listened to every back episode of Effect over the last few months. Cheers. Cool. Um, and then there is a right. PS that says, oh, and Matthew is completely wrong. Words that I love to hear. Uh, uh, his comment being that MS Word is a perfectly good tool for building great looking functional PDFs. Sure, I'm not advocating managing a physical print run from one, but for drive through, it's more than fine. Yeah, cool. Marcus, really, I, you know, I totally get that point of view, actually. Um, uh, yeah, I'm... Um, 
Okay, do you want me, do you want me to, to make an argument out of this then, Dave? Go on then. Uh, no, I'm not going to make an argument. Uh, Marcus, you're right in many respects. And first of all, let's deal with your last point first. <laughs> Actually, we, the three of us, were very snobby about Microsoft Word in the seminar, and that was probably unfair. And right. it's a big warning. I wouldn't encourage somebody to go out and subscribe to InDesign or even buy Affinity Designer and think that they're going to produce something as nice as they've just done on their Word thing if they've never used desktop publishing programs there before. Is, there is a very, very steep learning curve for those things. And it's, yeah. it's almost... I mean, I've tried with both of them. I haven't put anywhere near enough time in, and it's going to take a lot of time to get, get competent with it. And I just... I, it, be, it became a barrier that was too high for me. So I ended up Yeah, up. exactly. And I think, you know, so that's a great example, actually. So, um, you know, when you were doing... The, uh, the planetarium, planetarium the yeah. planetarium for Coriolis. Um, you know, you did toy with doing it in um, in in InDesign because, did, yeah. uh, thanks to our patrons, we do have a subscription to that. Um, but yeah, you you immediately realise that somebody coming to it relatively fresh with a product in mind, you couldn't translate that product into that without spending a lot more time than you had available. Yeah, and you could pretty much with word i mean it also showed i think some of the problems of what word does yeah in that word word has been built up over time to add more and more functionality onto a word processing program and sometimes there are glitches so in this particular case uh there were glitches around um within within boxes that you put on there formatting paragraphs within that and sometimes the sort of tab disappears under another object and actually you can't see the tab to get to it to adjust it so you know word is by no means perfect and for somebody like me that that does do my way around desktop publishing programs it can be really frustrating and i can yeah. get really negative about word and i, I the, do have to say to make a point here that i do owe you a debt of gratitude for fixing that with me and helping me get that yeah. all sorted out because cool. it would never and, have made it to drive through without your help so i do, uh, I do but there's a key point there i, I was happier to fix that in word than you know part of me went oh god why don't we just do the whole thing in one of the desktop version programs yeah and i thought no that will actually take a bunch more time <laughs> uh you know it did take time to fix the problem in word but it didn't take as much time as it would to learn a whole new program yeah so that's what i'm saying if if you know Word, then Word is perfectly adequate, especially as Marcus says, for drive through RPG, for doing a PDF. Yeah, yeah. It does get you know there are problems. Uh, there are more problems that become apparent in Word when you start printing stuff out, even printing PDFs out. Uh, but yeah, if you're designing something for print, as both Diana and Nick do, because they sell enough copies that they can actually qualify for doing print on demand products. Yeah. Um, then, then word is entirely inadequate. But I say entirely inadequate. Uh, Nick talked a lot about his indexes, uh, Johnstown Compendium Index that he does every year. Yes, and yeah. up until now, he's been doing that in Word. So you know, he's he's been using Word. So first of all, yes, you're right, and I am completely wrong. Word is a perfectly good tool for most of the content that people will be putting out. Wow. Right. Well, hey, Marcus, so not- well done. That's a first. You actually got Matt to admit he was wrong. I don't, I'm not sure. He doesn't, he doesn't do that very often, you know, even though he patently has plenty of opportunity to, but he doesn't do it very often. 
I rarely have the opportunity. To, you have opportunities to coming out your ears, mate. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, yeah. Th- but then we come to the more difficult and thorny issue of pay what you want. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, 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 I agree and disagree at the same time. I think so. I, I, I take Marcus's point that um, putting some of this content behind a paywall might discourage some people from accessing it. Um, pay what you want is great. If you can't or don't want to pay for it, you don't have to. I think there is a there is a point that I would just make there that saying that pay what you want allows you to pay what you think the product is worth. You don't really know what the product is worth until you've bought it and looked at it. So mm. there is a there is a kind of cart before the horse uh, aspect to that. That's a very good point. People um, download for free. Do they then go back and buy a second copy? It seems unlikely. Doesn't for it? the price, I think it's worth it. Yeah. I think very rarely. Yeah, no, indeed, which is a pity. So I so I get that. I think the other thing I would where where I now kind of then sort of more agree with with Marcus is that for the vast majority of people putting stuff on drive through, they're not doing it to make money. They're doing it to get their content out there and to help support the games that they love. And then, then the bit of money you get is a nice bonus. Um, you know, I've got a few hundred dollars sat on my drive through account from the Mirror and Chain thing, which is great. I just use that to buy stuff on drive through um, But it's not going to get me to retire from my day job. So there's a thing there about actually, are you in it for the money or are you in it to get your content out? In which case, maybe you do want to go pay as you go. The last point I'll make is... Um, Marcus's point about the fact that you're doing stuff on the back of other people's IPs and ideas. Yes, you are. But in those community content programs, the IP owners are saying, fill your boots. So it's not like you're doing it without their permission. They want you to do it. They're encouraging you to do it. Um, you know, Free League Workshop was set up by Free League and Drive Through exactly to do that. So I think I worry less about doing stuff on the back of other people's ideas because in this kind of community content setting, they are actively encouraging you to do that. Yeah, and taking a cut, remember, yes, of your that is true. price. Yeah. yeah. So indeed, um, some of the stuff that Marcus says here, he talks about obviously, you know, the someone coughing up for the storage and technology to allow the electronic transactions, yeah. and and it, he, he conflates that with the idea that the creator, you know, um, uh, the, sorry, that the IP owner. Um, it has built the basis of what the creator um, is selling. But, you know, the creator only gets half the money that they're selling for. The other half is split between the IP owner for all the um, uh, ideas and IP that they've that they've let you use yeah. and and split between drive-through for the, for the storage and distribution model. And I think one of the things for me, um, yeah, I, giving things away is great and um you know we've we've given the stuff away um well until we had a patreon (laughs) and now we give stuff away to our patrons so so that's not really giving stuff away no no it's not giving stuff away at all actually (laughs) yeah but we you know so one of the first things uh uh, i did for coriolis was the lovely um um oh god what's it called samara's hammam um, yeah that location and that was initially when we first went to a convention printed that out nicely we had a lovely guy creating an illustration for that and yeah 
uh, printed that out on a nice, nice shiny paper and sort of handed it out to anybody. So I'm all for giving stuff away. But I think on drive through RPG, I really don't like the pay what you want model. I mean, in principle, it's fine. But you've already said, you know, how many people actually go back and pay once they've enjoyed your content? Um, I mean, if they download it and don't enjoy it, there's obviously no obligation to go back and pay. Yeah. But the th- the thing about it for me is. It betrays a sort of lack of confidence in your work, you know, in the work that you've put up there. And you're saying, well, you decide what it's like. I mean, mm. even if you say, I think it's worth this. I mean, so one of my products I sold for 50p because Freeleak have already paid me to write it. Um, I've paid for illustrations and stuff like that. But uh, but I want people to enjoy it. So it's out there for 50p, which is a sort of minimum price you can charge and still um, get counted still, in still all, charge. The, all yeah. the medals and things but i think it's worth i you know i do i think it's worth the price that uh freely paid for it and i wouldn't give it away for free because i think you're passing on an idea that it's not worth anything and if it's not worth anything it may be downloaded but how do we know that even those downloads are actually read that anybody bothers to read them or do they just go through yeah it's, take it's, the free stuff it's an interesting point actually and i, I haven't really connected it with the pay-as-you-go model or the pay-what-you-want model. Because, for example, you see a lot of um, uh, Amazon, like Kindle books on Amazon Mm -hmm. that are there for free. And I don't pick up free ones because I kind of assume that they're going to be a bit crap because Mm. they can't, they can't, they don't think they're good enough to even charge a pound for. Um, Whereas I've never really felt that with the pay-what-you-want model for games. Uh, mm. Kind of until you mentioned it, actually, um, and I, I don't think it applies in the same way. Uh, Try to put my finger on why why I think that. Um, I think I think the product is different. So I think even if even if a product, even if someone's done some community content, and actually it's it's there, the quality isn't great, or the writing's a bit off, or the 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 production quality is a bit poor. There's still almost certainly going to be some ideas in there. A, a, another reader can pick up and take and and run for themselves that they haven't already had so i think there's definitely value in the content even if it's just in getting a sense of the ideas of the content creator whereas for a novel you're not you're not it's a different product you're, you're buying it for a different reason you're you're buying it to be entertained for the period of time that you're reading it um mm-hmm. and, it, and if you're not going to be entertained or you're, you're concerned that you're not going to be entertained in that period you're not going to buy it so i think so there's a difference there um I have I have some I do know some people who've done some pay what you want models and they've had a lot of downloads but not very many buy or actually paid mm-hmm. any money for it and I and I kind of get the sense that 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 there's there's a dissatisfaction almost it's like oh it's done really well I've got loads of downloads but actually hardly anyone's ever paid me any money for it and I'm not quite sure yeah. where that dissatisfaction what actually is the the root of that whether it's, well, it would be nice for people to just kind of recognise the value of my effort or my work, in which case maybe she just put it on at a really low price. The first yeah. person who's going to recognise the value of your work is you. Now, we do, yes. we, in the programme we talk, there are, there are reasons for doing pay as you want. So, for example, um, when our friend and patron Frank translated a bunch of Swedish materials, yes, he was allowed to use uh, the original illustrations from those. Freely said that, yep. as long as he put it up as pay for you, uh, as pay, pay what, what you want. want. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's absolutely fine. There, there is a, definitely a place for pay what you want. 
Yeah. Um, but of course, one of the challenges he then has is it gets very difficult if nobody's paying for it, or if people are only paying pennies for it, um, to get onto the bestseller lists and to get your bronze get it, and your, get your, your copper and yeah. your silver and your gold badges and all of that. And actually, you know, that does feel good when you get one of those badges. Yeah, yeah, it does. Nick, Nick said it, you know, it becomes almost addictive when, when those badges start coming in. And I can see his point. Um, I don't know if it's addictive for me, but but yeah, it feels good. It's like, um, yeah, people yeah, like I, this. I, I, could, you know? I could get that. When I, so I've only really had, a fa- we've put two things up there that, that I've been involved in. The, the, the main one really was the Mirren Chain Planetarium. And when mm. that was first up, I was checking every day to see how many more downloads or how many sales we got. And I was, I was tracking up to copper, you know, I was like, Oh, I'm, mm. I'm five sales from copper. I'm three sales from copper. And when I got copper, it was really cool. Um, and then obviously, you know, the kind of the novelty wears off. And I think, I think it's, it's sold enough now for silver, but I haven't bothered changing the, the icon to put a silver badge on it. Um, partly because I'd need to come to you to get me to help to do it again. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, maybe over Christmas we could do that. When yeah, we maybe. Time yeah, off. cool, cool. Um, but, um, I think, but, uh, I'm not yeah. sure there is any right answer. I think there is, there is, there is a. It's a very nuanced conversation. Of course, there is a thing. Um, there is a do what you want, do what you will, because this is a wonderful community we've got. Yeah. And if you want to give stuff away for free, then by all means, give stuff away for free. I think. Yeah. I, I but I, I but I guess when you're coming to a community content masterclass in the people who are coming to that are kind of wanting to say, how can I make a bit more money out of this? Potentially, um, yeah. In which case, start charging for your work is, is a good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and produce a lot as well. Yeah. You know, you need to put a lot of a lot of things up there. I mean, you know, I feel like the Moon Chain's done quite well, but it hasn't, you know, it's not made me very much money. And we no, didn't, we didn't no. price it at the high end didn't at all, but we didn't, we didn't price it really low either. Um, yes, and I think there's. Um, I do like what Nick has done about sort of working out what the value is, yeah. and I do kind of feel that even you know stuff that on Nick's chart uh, get red badges for value because they're quite you know quite expensive per page, and it does. That's not meant to be a negative uh, thing when he when he does it red. I think were I him, I would have chosen different colours, but. Yeah. You know, I I think there's not enough stuff that's priced at that high value, which you in you know, which for the quality of some of the work that's being produced there is it's worth the money. Yeah. 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 Um so I think we're gonna have to agree to disagree with you, broadly speaking, on that, Marcus, but I, with while recognising that we can see the point that and let's face it, actually we do still give this podcast away for free, Dave, don't we? We do quite a lot of work on this, and we yes, do, we've yeah. got patrons supporting us, which is great. It's but brilliant. Yeah. We started without any patrons. We didn't even have a Patreon when we first started, no. um, and we still do a bunch of work. And and even with our lovely patrons um, um, supporting us, yeah, they pay our you know server charges and, and things like that. But they're they're not paying us at our actual time that we are sitting here now <laughs> talking about this. We don't draw money for that. So this this is stuff we do for free. And we do it for precisely the reasons that Marcus said, yeah. uh, which is about growing the community and, um, you know, and, and being an accessible way of finding out about these games and, yeah. and new ideas in them, new content for the games. Yeah, so indeed. the podcast will always be free. Yeah. I mean, it was a great, it was a great um, comment. I'm really pleased. Thank you, Marcus, for, 
for taking the time to send it to us um, and really encourage other listeners uh, if you've got any thoughts or comments then please um, write to us at feedback at effectpodcast.org remember K in effect uh, and we'll happily have these kind of conversations about other other things you might want to raise cool yeah and uh, I hope I hope that this has come across in the spirit that we give it as well <laughs> yeah um, I think it's a really good conversation and there are there are many different perspectives to it and I, I think in different under different circumstances I agree with all of them depending on the yes. circumstance uh, <laughs> so I'm just such an yeah. agreeable character I just agree with everybody I just say yes makes do life you, a lot easier do you are you agreeable Dave mm. <laughs> sometimes I don't think you know you <laughs> it's only towards you that I'm disagreeable Right, shall we move on to our next item? Because we're doing yes. really well here. It's uh, 40 minutes in. I know. Um, competition uh, time, I think, is Competition it? time! Yeah, woo! Um, so we mentioned at the top of the programme that um, people have said some very nice things to us, uh, uh, about us, I should say, <laughs> when they were nominating both the Effect Podcast and Effect AP for the favourite podcast of the year uh, yes Robert. thank um, you to everybody who took the time to nominate us really appreciate that fingers crossed that um, we might do quite well you never know yeah 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 um we i did i you don't know this dave actually but after we recorded last week's episode i thought damn i forgot to say anything about the competition and mm. i i added a little 30 seconds on the front of it saying shh hey come here vote for us links in the show notes <laughs> um so hopefully that's had a bit of an effect. But if you're I, listening I, to this I, now... I just love it that you then add additional content without telling me to our podcast. Oh, mm. yeah. And I did also say, and Dave's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're being nicer than normal. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a family show, Dave. Cheers. <laughs> um, but uh, we've, got these, we've got these copies of Twilight 2000 to give away. We'd love to give them away. But Absolutely. we want something back for it. And... <laughs> We need our e no, we don't need our egos massage, but what we do need are more reviews for the podcast because, as Mark has said, uh, we've got to open up access to this hobby. Uh, we give this brilliant free content away for all things um, Free League and other Swedish games that might get a look in. And we need reviews so that people can see that we're worth listening to because we're giving stuff away for free they don't know that we're worth listening to until people tell them to listen yeah. so uh, we are going to say um we, we're going to give away a copy of twilight 2000 or two copies to two people who write reviews for us they don't even need to be good reviews <laughs> all you need to do is write a review on the podcast review platform of your choice and that could be the iTunes uh, podcast store. It could be um, uh, Podchaser. Yeah. It could be any anyone. It could be a, a whole bunch of um, podcast review places. The problem is you may have one that you want to write on that we don't even know about. So apart from writing a review, you've also got to tell us that you've written the review and point us to it. It doesn't matter whether it's a good review or a bad review. Obviously, what I prefer are good reviews. But, you know, I do work with Dave, so I have to take the bad reviews too. <laughs> um, I, I'm trying to think of a, a quick-witted and, and funny comeback, but I can't, so just, oh, fuck you, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and fuck you too, Dave. Fuck you too. <laughs> uh, 
What a, and remember, this, this episode is just packed full of Christmas spirit, isn't it? It was just. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so where are we? So yeah, write a review on the podcasting platform of your choice. Tell us about it, and you can tell us about it by contacting us on Twitter or on Facebook or via our email feedback at effect podcast effect with a K, obviously podcast dot org. Um, I'll just say that again in case you don't start typing out effect podcast effect with a K, obviously podcast. <laughs> I, I would credit our <laughs> listeners with a smidge more intelligence than that, Matthew. Feedback. <laughs> and we will put these in the show notes as well. Feedback at effectpodcast.org. Tell us where your review is. Um, and you can write more than one review. And every review you write will get us a. Uh, 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 you'll get an entry in our raffle and we you'll will get a ticket in the raffle yeah uh, after christmas sometime we didn't think of a closing date dave i've just realized shall we say the 6th of january uh yes that sounds like a good date to me i think on the 6th of january or the day after uh, depending on how busy we yeah. are because we hit the day after in our calendars uh, we will draw from all the re- all the reviews a winner or two winners if there are enough, and send out one or two copies to individuals, two individuals that is who've written us reviews. And I just want to talk about how easy it is to write reviews because um, because we've had sort of mini reviews uh, on the the way that the uh, N World uh, favorite podcast thing works is first of all they ask for nominations. And people nominate. Excuse me, I've got hiccups. <laughs> people nominate. People nominate podcasts, and they say nice things in those podcasts. So, um, this one actually, this is from Andy Bader, who is um, a, um, a, a patron, too. patron of ours. Yeah, lovely. And he he nominated both our podcast and our IP. And about the podcast, he says. Uh, chat about the Free League, Year Zero Engine games, as well as TT RPGs in general and occasional guests. The hosts are long-time friends. Well, he can't get everything right. And gamers... <laughs> long, long-time acquaintances, at least. Yeah, yeah. And listening to them banter about the latest games and how Matthew never lets get... They, uh, never lets get... De- shit. About how Matthew <laughs> never lets Dave, Dave get a word in and who is the best GM is so much like banter around a million tabletops that you can't help but love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, there you go. Uh, Andy, you wrote that. You wrote that on this wonderful site. Have you ever written a review on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you uh-huh. use? Go on, write us a review. Say that thing. Co- copy and paste it, mate, and stick it in the review site, <laughs> and uh, you are in with a chance of winning Twilight 2000. And obviously, if you've already got Twilight 2000, then uh, you'll get another copy that you can then sell and make a bit of money out of. Cool. Or okay, here's another friends. one. Uh, this is from Russ, and this says, entertaining and informative discussion on the topics we all face around the gaming table. Good friends having a yarn, taking the piss out of each other, as we all do at the gaming table. Well worth the time. That's about our show, by the way. Just just in case you weren't sure. Um, no, it's fabulous comments. I really appreciate all of that. Um, yeah, so it's lovely yeah. reading those. It makes us feel good, actually. Uh, it does, and, it does. It's a really, really and, good And thing. you want us to feel good, don't you? <laughs> Guys, you want us to feel good. <clears throat> Let's hope. And so, uh, so, yeah, I think that's it. Does everybody got the message, do you think? I think so. Dave? I think everyone's got the message. Yes. Right. Right. Okay. Moving on. 
I think we have a talent of the episode, don't you? Woo! Talent of the episode! Old school! <laughs> right then, well, let's go straight to that. Tell me your talent of the episode, Matt. A few weeks ago, I was listening to Ken and Robin talk about stuff. And that week, in their tradecraft hut, they concentrated on Hassan e Sabah. Hassan e Sabah is famous in the West for founding the Nizari Ismaili state and the, I don't know, the order, the military force, the spy network known as the Assassins. Now, assassin, or rather assassination, has become such a generic term, it's easy to forget that the terms were brought to the West by Marco Polo. Possibly. History has taken pretty much everything Marco Polo says with a pinch of salt. So if he says, I met these people called assassins, we can be pretty sure that he may only have met someone who knew someone whose cousin said that they had met with the assassins. For example, Marco Polo also said, or wrote that he met someone who said, that the term assassin derives from the term hashish, and that the implication is that these deadly fellows who can get close enough to enemy leaders to kill them without a sniper rifle were all stoned out of their brains too. As though getting laid back, laughing a lot, and getting the munches at 3am is the perfect discipline for a secret order of killers. I think I have somehow always believed this, somewhere at the back of my brain, despite how ridiculous it sounds. But Ken and Robin, and now Wikipedia, offer a more enticing derivation. The Arabic word assas means principle, and assasayun means people of principle. The way Ken and Robin described it was that Hassan Isabah's spies were so firm in their beliefs that they could operate throughout the various strata of society without being swayed or intimidated by the rank or status of the people they interacted with. They could talk just as easily with kings as with servants, whatever social background they had come from. So what does a Coriolis GM do with this information? Create a new faction based on Hassan Isabah and his Fedayeen? No, of course not. That's exactly the sort of clumsy cultural appropriation that Coriolis is mercifully clear of. And it has to be said that almost every faction already has an order of elite assassins. But we can take inspiration from this story for a new talent. Long-time listeners to this show may recall my problems with reputation in Coriolis, and this bit in particular. And I quote, Your reputation score and that of your opponent will affect your manipulation role. If yours is higher, you get a plus one for each step you outrank your opponent. If your score is lower, you instead get a minus one for each step of difference. Which means that reputation modifiers can be much more rewarding or punishing than any other modifier in the game. I have other issues too, but let's leave it at this. It makes it incredibly hard for humanites, for example, to lie to high-status NPCs. But this idea of the Sasayun 
not being daunted by status suggests there is a really simple talent in the making. Simply put, a talent that allows a character to ignore reputation modifiers, whatever the difference in reputation. It's a perfect talent for a spy or indeed an assassin. Which brings us to the discussion of who could acquire such a talent. Should it be a general talent? Or should it be restricted to certain characters? You could, for example, restrict it to the operative archetype. But Coriolis doesn't really have archetype-limited talents. It does include faction-exclusive talents, however. Not normally available to starting characters, but secret talents that they can spend XP on. An example that we've seen already in the campaign books is the War Dance talent, available from both the Temple of Alarm and the Nazarene Sacrifice. Should the Temple also offer its members the principal talent? Maybe. They do have an order of assassins, after all, but the faction I really would like to give it to are the Draconites, whose principles led them to jump ship from the Zenith and join the first come. We don't know much, yet, about exactly what the Draconites' principles are, but I think the principled talent would help them keep their secrets. Well, it's really good to get a talent of the episode again. We haven't done that for bloody ages, and we should do it a bit no, more. No, we haven't, have we? Uh, it's a pity it's just such a rubbish talent. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't resist. Um yeah, that's really interesting, and it's interesting sort of uh, like lead-in to your to your to your talent. Um, yeah, I think it works really nicely, particularly so you know, um, Alarm's Temple. Uh, you know, in our campaign, I'm now playing someone who was, you know, remembered uh, that he's mm-hmm. basically indoctrinated by Alarm's Temple, and he's he's part of a part of that, and a, you know, a willing part of that now. Um, the idea that the you know, there. I don't like the term indoctrinated. I like the term trained. Conditioned. Well, conditioned <laughs> kind of feels a bit more like indoctrinated to me than than trained. A bit of both, somewhere in the middle. <clears throat> um, but he, uh, uh, but yeah, putting him to one side. Yeah, we've talked before about Alarm's Temple being those who are trying to influence behind the scenes. Um, they've got a, a a consort or a uh, advisor in every. Uh, every kind of throne room or every uh, executive office, um, and this this talent works really nicely in that in that sense. There's there's an interesting when I was when I was listening to it, I was kind of thinking, where's where's he going with all this kind of assassin background? Because surely the idea of the the sort of the principal talent is is is, is less relevant to kind of the spiky end, the assassination end of all of that. Um, but actually, then thinking about it in terms of how these people try and influence what's going on in the Third Horizon, it does actually make a lot of sense. You know, the assassination part is only the very end of that spectrum, and uh, you know, you yes, only, only yeah. go there if you have to, if you haven't been able to, to influence things in a more subtle way. Uh, oh, absolutely. Um, I, <clears throat> there's a there's a story actually about. Um, uh, about Hassan Isaba, which I kind of um, really, I think, s- 
shows us that in the Western view, particularly in the ill-educated Western view uh, that I had, you know, I can't remember when I first learned about assassins and about them being some, you know, um, Arabian sect that were high on hash all the time. It was, mm. you know, it was years ago in my youth, real years ago. I almost feel like I'd heard about them at primary school or something mm -hmm. like that. And that's where my idea had been set, and it's such a dangerous idea. And then when you actually read about um, if how uh, Hassan, the old man of the hills or the old man of the mountain, Hassan Isaba, uh, was working. The assassination bit was only ever the, the bit of last resort. What he's yeah. trying to do is influence people. And there's a great story that uh, I, I wish I'd remembered more of now. Um, um, he he manages to get this um, this castle by basically talking the guy who runs the castle out of it. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and that becomes a base of operations that he, he then... Um, uses for the rest of his life but but it's it's not about killing the guy who runs the castle it's about talking the guy out of it so so I, I guess he's... It, it just depend if if what the conversation when was are you going to leave the castle no leave the castle or i'll have you assassinated okay no, <laughs> so this is before he even had a team of assassins it was i'm being flippant but yeah I thought so. uh, but it was it was <clears> also kind of about going around everybody around the castle and saying to them and persuading each of them to offer his support so so eventually the guy realized uh, in in the castle realized he had no support at all i wish i could remember more details of the story it was huh. fascinating but but broadly speaking yeah i i think this talent is not about assassinating people even though it is associated with a group of men uh or people i should su su suggest that we call the assassins now yeah. um and even then, I think, even though they may well have been called the assassins, the term assassination for the the final blow that a few of them struck and a few leaders, both um, Muslim and Christian leaders in the Middle Ages, uh, that's not the whole story. The, you know, the way they worked was not about that. That was when when they couldn't finally convince the person that they were trying to convince uh, to take a particular course of action. Occasionally, they then... Uh, had to kill that person Resorted but by that time yeah. they were so close to that person that actually the killing was a relatively easy thing to do so this isn't about uh, okay. sneaking yeah. up to somebody it's about being that person's close confidant and kind of being trusted yeah. and so and but particularly you know how i dislike the um the reputation bonus in the rules as written um yeah uh, yeah I, I I think with with if this if if this um, talent had been in there, I might have been a bit more relaxed about occasionally having um, big bonuses if you knew that certain people could ignore them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's good. That's it's a good piece. Talent. I like it. <clears throat> yeah, cool. good stuff. Nice. Excellent. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure I've got anything else to add. I think. Um, well then, um, you, we are it. probably nearing the end of the program anyway aren't we i think we probably are aren't we yes we've gone on for about an hour and then add in a, bit. a few minutes yep uh yeah so um cool. right then what are we so, going to do in two weeks time well it will be our end of 2021 episode so uh 
is it appropriate for us to have a little look back over the year and just talk about highlights? Review the year, 2021. Just, that just a little great. bit, yeah. I think we could do that. That sounds good. Um, is there anything else we want to put in there? Any homework you want to set me on top of that? Uh, you, you, I've done all the homework for the last few weeks, actually, so I'm really... I'm really thinking that there should be some homework we, we I should would like, set you. I would like to point out that for the first time in many, many years, I'm, I'm doing myself a timetable for this holiday. Because I've got so much, I got so much so fucking much work to, to go do. On. i got so right, much so shit Are to you do. saying, is there any homework you want to set me? Please don't set me any homework. Because <laughs> uh, that's what it sounds like, Dave. Set, that me is easy what it sounds home, like. set me easy homework, I guess. Uh, it's what it's more about. <laughs> easy homework. Um, so hold on, is any of what you're doing over these games role playing games related? Oh, most of and it more is, specifically, yeah. yeah, zero engine related. Is there anything in there that you're doing that you could pull out and say, "Here's a little preview of the work that I'm doing"? Well, there's quite a lot of war story stuff I've got to get done. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, I could possibly do uh, kind of part two of the. Um, uh, sort of like developing a good game. Uh, oh, the wisdom of General Dave or whatever that we had before. The, wis- the, yeah. Yeah, the, the wise that wasn't one of, of our Dave. biggest downloaded episodes, you know, Dave. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't. No, not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's fine. If people want to miss the wise words of Chairman Dave, then that's entirely up to them. Bastards. Uh, let's have a <laughs> quick look. Um, so, uh, wise words of Chairman Dave. You see, we normally do over 400 um, downloads in the first month, but we only got 396 downloads um, for that episode. <laughs> That's okay. I, I can take. I can take like one percent <laughs> drop. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. And, and frankly, I'm quite impressed. You know, if there's people who. If there's only 1% of people out there who go, oh, God, it's Dave, and then <laughs> go, that's pretty good. I'm quite pleased with that. thought it would be a yeah, lot That's higher. not bad. That's not bad. Uh, yeah, so we could we could do some more wise words of General Dave, or if uh, it's just a bit that you can cut and paste uh, expressly out of your... Um... Okay, I will do something along those lines to see what, see what I can come up with. Yeah, that sounds cool. Excellent. So never let it be said that these episodes are made up at the last minute. <laughs> this is made up two weeks in advance made up two weeks in advance it's just the last minute of us describing what we're going to do next week it's plenty of time for yes, planning exactly um, cool so is it goodbye from you then dave i think it is i think it's there uh, thanks for listening everybody have a wonderful christmas um and yeah it's uh, it's goodbye for me and it's goodbye and happy christmas or holidays from me May the icons bless your adventures. You have been listening to The Effect Podcast, presented by Fiction Suit and the RPG Gods. Music, stars on a black sea, used with permission of Free League Publishing.